are listening to The Current Podcast, the official podcast of UC San Diego's IT Services Department. I'm your host, Miguel Rodriguez. Today is Wednesday, November 2nd. Now that November has hit, we're really in the home stretch of 2022. As we look ahead to 2023, forget not that we are smack dab in the middle of open enrollment. If you are eligible for benefits, be sure to make your selections. You still have another week and change to nominate colleagues for department awards. The Inclusive Excellence Award recognizes staff members who've demonstrated the ideals of our commitment to equity, diversity, and inclusion. Meanwhile, the Think Like an Entrepreneur Award recognizes employees who have masterminded extraordinary innovation. Last week, many folks from IT services headed to Denver for the annual EduCause conference. If you were one of them and presented, let us know. We track all conference presentations, awards, journal articles, and more on our IT service curriculum vitae. Just head back to your favorite website, thecurrent.ucsd.edu, and scroll down to the Participate section for information on how to get your talk added. Those are all the updates I've got, and now on to my conversation with Sid Burroughs-Schilling. The reason we invited you is because you have just been awarded a new role and let's start with defining where that role is. So there's something called Campus Champions Leadership Team. Can you explain what that is and your new role there? Yeah, I'd be happy to. I'll start by talking a little bit about what Campus Champions is as a group. It's a national community of practice for research computing and data professionals, also known as RCD professionals. The members of the group support one another by sharing resources, experiences, and general wisdom. The group currently consists of about 850 champions and student champions who are volunteers representing higher ed institutions across the country. So these folks are often system administrators, engineers, researchers, and facilitators, collectively promoting science and strengthening cyber infrastructure worldwide. The champions community officially started in 2008. The group was then supporting the NSF project TerraGrid, and when TerraGrid was discontinued, it began to support the follow-on project Exceed, which was recently retired on August 31st of this year, and transitioned to the new NSF project called Access. So the group is now um, supporting the Access project. And each of these projects, if listeners are unfamiliar with what they are, these projects bring together a large number of computing resources from across the country, including those from our own supercomputer center, um, Pittsburgh Supercomputing, Texas Advanced Computing Center, etc. So all of these supercomputing resources come together within one of these projects. So we as a community support users of those platforms. I've served as a campus champion for UC San Diego for probably about five years now. And I've just found it to be a really valuable resource to me personally, a great group of supportive individuals. So when the leadership team elections were coming up, I decided I'd throw my name in the hat and um, shockingly, I was elected to the leadership team. So <laughs> what we do is to help organize these 850 members across the country to host community calls where we have speakers on special topics and we have large get togethers and events at different conferences like PERC and Supercomputing, which is coming up in just a couple of weeks. 
And um, we host leadership team calls. We review and process applications for new membership, and I help onboard those new members. And specifically on the UCSD campus, I provide our researchers with immediate access to the various high-performance computing and high-throughput computing resources that are a part of the Access Now project. And that ecosystem is through my allocation to the platforms um, such as Jetstream, Bridges, Expanse, or whatever. So that's kind of what we do is we support each other and we help researchers on each of our campuses. You brought up something that I thought was really interesting, which was the collaboration amongst institutions nationally. My second question was about how this is enriching your work in research IT for UC San Diego, but I think I'm curious to get your take on specifically that collaboration piece and learning from other institutions all over the country, how that specifically has enriched your kind of day-to-day. Yeah, it's actually been really enlightening because I've learned a great deal about compute platforms and environments that are available to researchers through these conversations we have on our calls and through the conferences that I've attended. And so learning about these resources and how they differ from one another and how to select maybe one that is appropriate for a specific research project has been extremely helpful to me. And being able to just tap into that community and ask somebody a question. There's there's never a stupid question. You never feel like, oh, they're going to, you know, um, it's going to be an un, uh, unwelcome question. It's very friendly, very supportive. And so if I have a question about a particular allocation, perhaps being suitable for a particular research project, I can always throw it out there on the mailing list, which is a very active mailing list and get lots of lots of feedback and support there. You brought up different resources and platforms and and not to advertise for ourselves, but last week we talked to Valerie Polichar about some of the similarities and differences between academics and research IT. Uh, And she mentions that research IT support for researchers, specifically at UC San Diego, is relatively young. Uh, And Mm -hmm. she also mentioned largely pioneered by your director, Claire Mizumoto. So I'm wondering if I can get some of your thoughts as someone ingrained in research IT uh, or some anecdotes or stories about how your work has changed over the last decade uh, in Mm. terms of what we offer and how we support researchers. Oh, boy, that's a yeah, jam-packed question. Yes, um, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, Claire has really been a visionary in developing not only our program at UCSD, but on the national stage. She promotes professionalization of the RCD career tracks. And the research IT program on our campus differs significantly from research IT programs at other institutions, many of which developed out of HPC support centers, which we don't really have. I mean, we have SDSC, but they have their own people there that we do not, you know, we don't do the HPC support. But her voice has really been instrumental in changing that perspective to include all facets of research computing and data support throughout the research lifecycle. And I hope my work with campus champions and organizations like CARC, um, which is Campus Research Computing Consortium, will help further reinforce that work that she's done and change the how research IT is um, perceived. For how my work has changed over the past decade, wow, uh, night and day. I have been in higher ed for about 20 years now, not by plan, but by complete accident. And prior to holding this position, I was working as a manager of instructional and media technology at another institution. 
And at the same time, I was also wrapping up my research for my master's degree in geospatial science. And when the opportunity to apply for the research facilitator position arose, it was extremely attractive to me, having struggled during the course of my own research with lack of research computing and data support at USC. So I was learning through my classmates that I was not alone, that other institutions had little or no support for researchers. Although it was a huge shift for me, transitioning from a role supporting enterprise solutions like Blackboard, physical classroom technology, and production environments, you know, went into more of a consultative role. And um, it was immediately rewarding, challenging, fun. And we get to work with the most amazing people and projects. We get to be creative solve problems, design workflows, assemble portfolios of technologies really specific to that researcher's needs, and every one of them is different. So we work with all disciplines on our campus, including health sciences, and through the whole research lifecycle, like I mentioned, everything from assisting with a grant writing process to data curation and archival, computing resources, and very complex workflows. Having been the first research facilitator hired in under Claire's new program in 2016, I've really seen it grow and expand considerably, and I feel very fortunate to work with talented individuals on our team. My partner facilitator in crime, Kim Thomas, and the systems integration engineers on our team, Rick Wagner and Brian Hill, they're just amazing people to work with, and it's very fun. Another thing that came up last week, one of the big differences between supporting academics versus research was how individually tailored research had to be. And the scalability difference. So it's not a question so much as it's kind of interesting to see these two things kind of come full circle where that's exactly what I'm learning. Every Uh, research project is so unique and such a one off like that's it's like every day it's a new one off always. Uh, um one so okay wow I I could keep talking you know what I'm gonna throw this at throw this at you. I want to know about geospatial science and um, how much you have used that knowledge to this point, even though it's not exactly what you're doing now. It's not, although it does come up in a fair number of our consultations. A lot of researchers in you know, non-traditional disciplines are u- using geospatial data in their work these days. So I expect to see more and more of it, although I don't have a real hands-on role with it in my current position. You're right. We have a, you know, a data science librarian who is very hands-on with that and um, mostly works with those folks in regards to their geospatial data needs. Yeah, it's fascinating. And um, I got involved with geospatial science through my work in archaeology, which was what I was doing when I was pursuing my undergraduate degree and continued to work on in my master's degree. And I applied my geospatial science work to an archaeology dig over in Israel that I was a part of for four years. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. One of the other things I've heard about going on with Research IT was a a plan to make other or our researchers' data that is collected at UC San Diego to make that more widely available to various people, the public, other researchers, and, and so forth. Yeah, we're very involved with that because our researchers generate a lot of data. They bring a lot of data in. You know, during our consultations, it often comes up. We talk about the FAIR guiding principles for scientific data management, where FAIR stands for findable, accessible, interoperable, and reusable digital assets. And we support the need to improve the research of that scholarly data. And efforts are underway on our campus to promote these practices through initiatives like the Data Nexus and the library's digital collections. 
And there are also efforts on our campus to make data from some of our own systems available for research, the Student Activity Hub and the Employee Activity Hub. Those continuously gather data from a lot of systems on our campus. And I've worked with research projects to pull and aggregate data sets from those systems based on their specific criteria. One of those that I'm currently working on is a UCOP project called Global Food Initiative, which spans all 10 campuses. And that data is coming from UC Path. So it's pretty cool to be able to tap into that data and see a project come to life. Um, any funding agencies are also now requiring researchers to make their data accessible upon publication. So with those new mandates rolling out, yeah, we have to be like really aware of what's required in the end, where that data should go, what repository it should be put in, um, how it's linked to, what kind of persistent identifiers are associated with it. So it's really big and data is just, you know, becoming a, a topic in all disciplines. So we're trying to really stay on top of that. I think if we get you back on in the future, I'd love to learn more about how we can see patterns emerge from these massive data sets. But that's a, another conversation. <laughs> um, the data set I want to move to now to close us out is the SID data set. Uh, I, I'm <laughs> curious if you go back to yourself. Uh, in my question, I said your 18-year-old self. But actually, I'm going to change that a little bit if you want to pick a pivotal life-changing age moment for yourself with okay. one piece of advice. <laughs> oh boy. I'd say, you know, your life isn't going to go the way you planned it. Be okay with that and embrace opportunities that present alternate pathways. My career path, for instance, can be described as a jagged, you know, a jagged edge rather than an arc for certain. Find the things you love, stick with them. And I, one piece of advice that I am sure to pass on to my kids all the time, never stay in or tolerate a toxic environment. You, you have to know when to walk away and find something where you're appreciated and where you love what you do. Those are some wonderful final words. Thank you for coming onto the podcast and talking to me. You're most welcome. Thank you for inviting me. It's my pleasure. Congratulations on your new role and, and keep kicking butt. <laughs> Thanks, Miguel. Appreciate it. We, we appreciate you. Take care. You too. I sure hope you're enjoying this podcast. Remember to let your fellow IT services staff members know that this podcast exists. Get everyone to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you can get your podcasts. This podcast is a collaborative effort, and we want to hear from you. If you have any ideas for podcasts or topics, send them to me at its-podcast at ucsd.edu. That's it for today. Keep an ear out for the next episode of The Current Daily.